Welcome, Digital Difference Makers. This week, I have with me Brooke Kikos, who is a trauma recovery coach. Welcome, Brooke. Thank you for having me. Excited to be here. Thanks for coming on. And for people that don't exactly know what a trauma recovery coach does, could you please quickly explain that for the audience? Yeah, of course. So I really help people access the parts of them that are really still stuck in the past. Um, because as a survivor of complex PTSD, I really help people identify um, the wounds of the past so they can heal from that and actually step more fully into the version of themselves that they're really meant to be. So really finding their authenticity. Because I suppose that there's almost like a stigma around what trauma means as well. Like how 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 would you define trauma? So trauma is a heavy word, right? It always kind of gets a bad rap because there is so many types of traumas. And a lot of people, you know, when you think of trauma, we think of like war veterans or people that have PTSD from kind of seeing these horrible, tragic things in their life, which is true. That is a trauma. Um, but there is also trauma that happens within the body and the mind even when we are younger. And it can be something that is not necessarily would be a trauma that we would say is normal. It could just be something small, like a small trauma that really made us feel fearful or made us scared in that moment and then got us stuck in a survival state. So where we only access now that survival state. And that can get us really stuck in our lives where we're always just surviving. We're not able to thrive. We're stuck. We're stagnant. So we can really not understand trauma if we don't really start to say, okay, well, how do I feel stuck or anxiety in myself or something that continues to kind of pop up in my life, which is going to be that like trigger that makes you feel uncomfortable that really shows you that there is something deeper to go within the past and find out where that's coming from. And, and I suppose has has someone maybe identify with that? Because I, I would think that because there is like a stigma there that unless something, you know, really bad in terms of like what we view as really bad has happened, um, you might be in that flight or fight response and, and not not think that you should be so you don't really recognize like yeah how can someone maybe identify that they they are having a trauma response so you can really notice if you have enough body awareness if there is something kind of stagnant within your body or there was any type of trauma um the body holds on to all the emotional energy but it holds on to those those feelings or emotions that you weren't allowed to process at the time of the event so if something happened when you were a child and you were not able to process it, or you were told not to cry, or you were told it wasn't okay to do so, or to have emotion, then that's all trapped within you. You weren't allowed to process that at that time. And so it just continues to build upon itself. I actually had a client um, just recently, she came to me because she realized that she feels like she always has to be the good girl. She has to do everything just right. Like she has to be perfect. And we were able to identify that the reason why is because subconsciously she was model a relationship between her parents where her dad showed her mom that the only way she was valued or loved was if she did everything just so. So she subconsciously took all of that on and it imprinted onto her mind. And then now she is still recreating that in her daily life as the adult. 
So it can be something that's not necessarily that happened to us, but what we witnessed and then how it made us feel. And then that's all really trapped there. And it's, it's just noticing it and becoming more aware of, okay, where is this anxiety coming up? What's coming up in my body? Am I constantly fidgeting? Am I constantly having to move my body? That's showing that you're stuck in a fight or flight response. That shows you that there is chronic stress that has built up in your body and that there is stuck stagnant energy. Right. Okay. And how did you find yourself in this, this area? So obviously I've been on a healing journey for some time since about 2017 when I left um, a cult and I left an abusive relationship. So I didn't realize that I had this really crazy trauma that had been stored since I was a young child. Um, Being raised in that cult was really highly controlling. It was abusive. It was demanding. It was shaming. But I was also taught that model from my father. So I was carrying this... um, father wound because I was never accepted fully by my father. And if I didn't perform just so and actually do and abide by the religion and my father's standards, then I wasn't loved. And so I had the core belief of I am not ever going to be enough. So I was continuing to chase um, and heal that wound of I'm not enough and tried to seek my father's love that was actually never going to happen. I was chasing it for most of my life. And then I was chasing it in my marriage to someone that could not love me. So I finally woke up to that and realized that, okay, something's not right here. I need to dig deeper and began that healing process of, you know, doing therapy, doing the inner work, looking at and becoming more consciously aware of things that were coming up for me. Um, And then I started to identify that I had these really deep inner child wounds that I didn't even know that I was recreating in my own life because I didn't, I hadn't healed them. I didn't understand them yet. And I was trying to um, heal those in all the wrong places. I was seeking the validation outside of myself and not really saying, okay, I need to feel enough. I don't need to make, have anybody else validate me or make me feel like I was enough because I, I saw how I was like a people pleaser. Um, I was very codependent. I recognized that um, I was still seeking the type of partners that were the same thing that I had always been used to. And that's just really the process of starting to see some of those wounds kind of showing up and how I had all of this anxiety and fear um, in my body. And it was starting to, you know, really take hold of me and consume me. And I just knew I wasn't able to survive keep going at this rate anymore. And how do you help people that are going through that kind of trauma response and following similar patterns? Because I imagine initially it would be really hard for people to even admit that something like that is is happening and really come to terms with with you know having trauma, right? Yeah. So I usually clients really are drawn to me because they're recognizing something's not right. They just don't know why. And they also recognize that they're unhappy. They're unfulfilled in relationships or they notice they're continuing to to have the same partners and and never happy. Um, And so we start to say, okay, let me show you why, because subconsciously our minds recreate the same thing that we need to heal. 
So if we have the belief I'm not enough, we're going to attract the type of partners that are going to help us um, and validate that belief of I'm not enough. So it's helping people to identify that and see that it really starts from the bottom up. And that's why I say trauma recovery, because it's a bottom up approach. We have to start from the foundational pieces of your life. And that really is your childhood, because that's where our subconscious programming began was from zero to seven years old. Everything our brain took in at that time, processed it or not processed it. And it is how we are recreating our life today as the adults. So starting from the bottom, you then also can now recognize how it's still showing up in your everyday life and really recreate or rewrite your story. I hear rewrite your story a bit or like, you know, people playing out their story. What what does that mean? Um, Rewrite your story. So I would say that it's like getting rid of the old to bring in the new. So your subconscious programming, again, begins at a young age. So you have been having the same stories or the same beliefs for a long period of time. A lot of the times we take on other people's beliefs. Um, for myself, I took on my parents' um, generational beliefs and then recognized those were not my own. They did not resonate with me. I had to get rid of those. So I broke those beliefs, realized I could deconstruct those and create my own beliefs. And it's like that with everything else, right? You can rewrite your story. You can recognize what doesn't resonate with you anymore, what's not serving you anymore. And then you can really become in alignment with who you're meant to be today and really create something different. I find beliefs a really interesting thing to go into as well, because it's like, we don't really know. I think a majority, like unless you're a coach or someone that's been through some sort of person development, um, we don't really know what our beliefs are a lot of the time until they're like challenged or, or called into question by someone else. And I, I suppose for some of those people that maybe haven't dived deep into their beliefs and really even know what that what they might be, could you give some examples of like beliefs that people typically have that might might come down generationally? Oh yeah, so one is a religious beliefs, right? Um, religious beliefs is huge. I mean, you really see how that usually stays within the family dynamic, and then it, you you tell your children how they're going to believe, and then they tell their children, and so on. So when someone comes in and says, "I'm going to break those belief systems." there's a lot of um, resistance, right? Um, for myself, I lost family. Um, I lost my, you know, the people that I thought were going to be my support system and that were going to love me because I did not agree with um, the way that they believed. It wasn't right for me. It didn't resonate for me. So then I was no longer included. And so I think other beliefs are of, you know, who you should be, right? I think a lot of times uh, as kids, our parents sometimes try to live through us and they're like, okay, well, we want you to do this. And we want you to do that. And we want you to be this person. And then all of a sudden you're taking on what your parents expect of you or want you to do. And that's not really who you are. You're just doing it for them. And then you end up later in life feeling um, angry or resentment or feeling like, okay, I didn't really follow my path because I was doing something for someone else. And that really wasn't my belief. 
And then we kind of find that out later, but at the same time, that can make us really feel a lack of joy and unfulfillment because we're doing something that really doesn't resonate with us at a soul level. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I mean, I'm, I've definitely seen um, some of the religious beliefs play out with some people I know that, you know, came out into the LGBT community and there's definitely some fam- there's just family members that could not accept that because their beliefs were was so ingrained into them right like and but I mean you also see the other side of some families that um come out the other side and um, choose to change their beliefs because of something like that so really that's that's a really good one I, I also find money beliefs a really interesting one to dive yeah, into as well I think like people really don't uh recognize what may have been something that's passed down being passed down to them from how they grew up um my business partner had this even recently where we were looking at uh a new software to invest into for um our business as well as like uh to give to our clients and and it, it was a very expensive software, um, but we were able to do it. Like we, there's you know funds in plenty of funds in the business to be able to to take that on, and it, it works really well within the business plan. But uh, at the time, he was very conflicted mm-hmm. with, with bringing it on. There was a, and we talked about it a week later because he messaged me in between two meetings, you know, one where he said no and then the next meeting where he explained himself and the message was basically like, no, I've, I've thought about it. This is the right thing we should do and, um, you know, this this does make a lot of sense. Let, let's do it. Uh, and I asked him what had gone on for, for him to think that and he said he had a chat with his coach and really getting down to it, he uh, found there was a lot of, you know, scarcity around that that investment that like you know uh investing into something which really is 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 looking at helping us bring in more leads um so it's a, it's a good investment for the business but yeah i suppose yeah scarcity came into to play there with investment so you know, i suppose what what kind of do you typically help other do you typically help clients with with money beliefs and is there typically trauma around that as well? Yeah. Money beliefs. I definitely help clients with money beliefs. Um, I had a woman not too long ago, actually, that had some trauma around her money belief. It was like, she was able to create a bunch of money in her business. And like, but for some reason she held into this belief that um, she couldn't hold on to it. It was like, she lost it. Like she never got to buy her, like she would make a crazy amount, like $80,000 or something in just a few months. And then she would spend it all. And she would generously give it to other people or she would just not be able to hold on to money um, because she at the core believed that she was undeserving and unworthy. And that's what we were able to identify for her and then rewire her to help her recognize that consciously so she could change and again, rewrite her story, right? Because it wasn't the truth, right? She was deserving of this money. Um, She was worthy of this money. She came from a very, very poor family. And she had to give up some of the things that she thought as a little girl at that time were a big deal. 
And it really impressed upon her some traumatic moments and memories and sadness that she had been holding on to. And after releasing that, it was like a whole new world opened up for her because she recognized that she didn't have to feel that way anymore and that she could hold on to money. She could create money and she could hold on to money. Um, because you're right, money beliefs is huge. And it really is what you saw as a child and you took in subconsciously. And then those also became your beliefs. And you're also recreating that mayhem. And if you find that you're chaotic in your life or your things are not in order and your finances are not in order, well, you're creating that in every area of your life. <laughs> so it's just about being able to identify that and really get um, intentional about, okay, well, how do I really want to feel? There's always emotion that drives the behaviors. Yeah, I find I, I find that so interesting. Uh, I, I've experienced a similar thing to, to what your client felt there where um, money is coming into the business and you kind of, no matter how much money comes in, the spending habits go up as well because you get used to what is what is okay to have in the bank account to feel comfortable. Um, and it, yeah, it's weird, like going over that amount, having like much more than what you're like used to having. Um, if you don't get comfortable with having that amount in there, you almost feel like it, it should, it has to go out. Like it has to go somewhere. It, it needs to get spent. So you find like things to invest into. I, I, I think in my first year of, my first year and a half of uh, starting in like when I was doing more so consulting than the agency work, um, we had, you know, I was constantly investing into new coaches, um, mm. you know, high, lots of high ticket programs and courses that like arguably I really didn't need to continue to be investing. It was always looking for the, for the new pill and there was a good, maybe like justification in my head for that investment. But it was like, you know, there, there could have been a lot more money sitting there, which would have been much better for my business long-term. Mm -hmm. But there was something about like having that money sitting there and not like not investing it, not trying to like, I suppose, you know, I, I'd say invest, but I, I feel like, that mindset was more so like a gamble rather than a, a strategic investment. Um, there you go. Yeah. I can see how that could happen. Right. Because at the same time, I think we get to this point, like where we do seek the answers outside of ourselves and really it's about healing from within. Right. So healing the trauma or the subconscious programming or the conditioning that's also keeping us trapped in the same perpetual patterns of behavior that are keeping us stuff, whether it's in our business or our personal life, it's always related. Um, and then recognizing that, okay, I don't need to stay there. Um, and I don't need this high ticket program to help me move forward in life. It really is about like listening to that intuition and that gut feeling that's telling me, no, this makes sense. This is an alignment for me, right? Because we're just like, we kind of go into that panic mode when we first start a business and we're like, okay, I need this coach. I need this, I need this, I need this. And really it's more of like, okay, well, we need to make sure that this is actually in alignment and this is actually going to help us move ahead, whether we invest, which I do always think that you do. I have coaches, I have therapists. I think no matter what, when we're doing this type of work, we have to have some people that guide us because you can't see the forest through the trees sometimes. 
And we have to get really all that clarity that sometimes we can't see, but it's still about integrating all of that. And then still knowing that you at the ultimate um, space, you are the one that can make the best decision for yourself. No one's going to be able to guide you through any of that. Oh, 100%. I think, I, I think part of, I, I, I definitely think it's important to invest into uh, mm -hmm. other people coming in to, to help you see through the trees um, I think at the time what happened and, and I, and I think a lot of people can relate to this is uh, bringing in too many chefs into the kitchen. Um, so too many people for the same role. Um, you know, like I, I think I invested in like two or three business coaches and, and they were kind of spread out. It wasn't all like exactly at the same time, but it was like what, you know, before one finished, I went on to the other one. Um, and there was, I think that there was also a mindset coach who was still kind of a business coach as well. So like it was almost, it was almost four and they were all kind of different. It did, it was like overall, I feel like uh, what can happen with some of this sort of stuff too is that you can kind of get a bit of a, a dopamine hit from, feeling like you're learning a lot but like you said you're not if you're not actually mm. integrating it and implementing it then uh it's kind of it's just sitting there and it's kind it's not it's not real world uh wisdom at the end of the day which is kind of what we're we're trying to gain out of investing into coaches right like get get that wisdom that'll turn into real world results um yeah, so I, I think agree. that was definitely an issue. Yeah, overwhelming your brain too much, right? Yeah, like let me learn as much as I possibly can. And then it's just like, it's too much. It's too much. And it's like, eventually your brain is going to like tap out and be like, okay, enough information. I can't handle any more information. And that's when you're not going to be able to take what you've learned and implement it into your life because we learn by repetition. So if you're learning a new system or a way a coach is trying to teach you, or you're trying to work through your trauma, you can't integrate it. If you're adding all this other stuff in, I like that you said too many chefs in the kitchen, because that's exactly what it is. Like all the ingredients are just getting messed up, <laughs> right? Like it's just too confusing and you can't really get intentional with it. So I totally understand what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. And like, yeah, I suppose I, I think what happened in that instance, which I think, I've seen happen for uh, a lot of people as well is like, rather than it's not like you end up actually doing all four things properly and, and overloading. I think it more, more often than not, it's like you kind of give like a quarter of yourself, if that to each of them. Um, and like, so, so there's just, there's no way that you can, or, or you start trying to like mix and mash different strategies and you're like without really understanding how the first strategy works so you kind of like just um you know putting conflicting things in place um but i suppose for yourself brooke and with what you're doing with clients what's the impact that, that you're looking to have through your business so i really wanted to help people get really clear um one on how they can identify when their trauma is showing up 
because if they have those inner child wounds that need to heal and things in the past that are going to continue to show up for them, I want them to be able to identify when those parts of them kind of show up and how it's being recreated in their adult life so that they can really be intentional with their way forward and healing on a deeper level so that they can bring in the relationships they want so they can bring in the money that they want so that they can bring in you know whatever it is that speaks to them in their heart to really be able to reach um that level and their full potential awesome and i suppose how how do you do that in like the the day-to-day and in, in your programs what's your process So my process is really, like I said, the bottom up approach. So we start from the childhood and we identify what the core wounds are and the core negative beliefs that they hold within them. So how that continues to show up and we don't realize it, but we think the same daily habitual thoughts every day. So we think about 70 to 80,000 thoughts a day and they're pretty much the habitual thoughts that we thought yesterday. And so you, it's pretty easy to start to um, go through those, those moments in time where you can identify what those original core beliefs are. So once we identify those, we can connect those to the inner child and the wounds that um, they're carrying or the trauma that they're carrying. And then we're able to then connect how they identify that now as the adult. And then we do the process of unraveling and unwinding all of the old so that they can, we can rewire the brain to create the new beliefs of self and for them to really um, start to feel in, in, in alignment with who they're becoming and excited because they're becoming free of, of the stuff of the past. Awesome. And look, Brooke, if anyone wants to get in contact with you after listening to this, where's the best place for them to do that? I would say probably my website, lifecoachinggoddess.com. Um, you can always just book a chat with me and we can chat about, you know, what, what may be coming up for you. And um, I also have a podcast as well. So you guys can listen to me there. It's called the goddess rising podcast. So it's just kind of a way to kind of understand a little bit about more about me and, and who I work with. Awesome. Well, I'll, I'll put all of that in the show notes, but otherwise, thank you very much for coming on and sharing your wisdom, bro. Awesome. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it.